the problem with the business was I was too much a part of the product as well as the rest of the BI triangle. Right. If it, if I was going to be a leader, I need to stop and completely redesign the business. Now this point, this the point right here. Y'all, this the point. Trying to fix a poorly designed business while the business is running mm. is like trying to change a flat tire mm. while the car is still moving. Mm. I said, my mm. lord, today. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Drop one of clues, bums. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. Big boy, still thug, jug, hooker, crook. Tried to hide it from a nuke, so they put it in a book. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, aka Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Started at the bottom, now we black entrepreneurs. It look good on us too. It look good, and we can do it again, cause we did it all before. Yeah, slave ship the ownership. Reading. Is what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Literacy Kings Podcast, man. We still breaking down our book, 10 Things You Must Know Before You Quit Your Job. We only got two lessons left. Really, one lesson and a recap. Mm-hmm. And um, then we're going to be good to go. So today is a real, real dope episode. Design a business that can do something that no other business can. Design mm-hmm. a business that what you doing, can't nobody come knock you off, right? And... What's going to guide us today are these foundational business leadership principles, right? Number one, clearly define the mission, goals, and vision of the company. Number two, find the best people and and forge them into a team. Number three, strengthen the company on the inside. Number four, expand the company on the outside. Number five is improve the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Number six, invest in research and development. Number seven, invest in tangible assets. Number eight, be a good corporate citizen. Mm -hmm. So on today's podcast, we're going to break down those um, those different uh, things that you have to do um, if you're trying to design a dope business. Before we get into the show, Jay with the NBA, how you feeling? I think I'm going to get these eight. Um, jobs of a business leader, mm-hmm. and I think I'm gonna make them into a uh, wall design. Yep, and put them in my office. Smart. Like I really think, bro, they that clear. Like they're that good. Right. Like yeah, if you focus on them, bro, you're gonna be all right. Yeah, you know what I, I agree. Saying? I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. So dope, 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 dope. Let's go ahead and get into this, man. Let's get into this. So, of course. Mm-hmm. Mission, right? We're gonna start with the uh, we're gonna start with the mission. Um, and so this is the part that I that I love. Rob was saying, like, you gotta have a mission, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I love he says, he says, you, you you gotta have a mission, but you also gotta have a business so that mission is never gonna get done, right? Right? You just got a mission, but it'll just be that. And he talks about that process. And to that, he says, while care and concern may be genuine, many of these good heart people fail to fulfill their mission simply because all they have Mm -hmm. is a mission Mm -hmm. that is powerful, especially coming from um, 
a Christian background. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You <laughs> read my mind. Coming from a Christian background, man. Or a non-profit background. A non-profit. In yeah. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, man. Because a lot of times you feel, you feel like that's all you need, and anything other than that is actually frowned upon. Like you don't trust or you don't got faith or you know what I'm saying? So God gonna work it. it out. Yeah, yeah. Or not. You know what I'm saying? Probably or not. Um I put in my notes, I said a a, a mission without business skills mm-hmm. is a dream deferred. Big facts. Right? Yeah. Um I do this is a shameless plug. Uh uh-huh. I do I do five oh one C three setups for people. Mm-hmm. Um so they Tell me, AJ, I want to do this. I've I've set up churches before. I've set up uh, regular nonprofits, charities, things like that. And a five hundred one c three is just the paperwork, the IRS tax code for being a tax exempt company, mm-hmm. right? So there is a process that you have to go through to get that exemption. Is you have to get that exemption from the IRS. Mm-hmm. So um, that is that part. That process makes or breaks the average. Um, person that wants to run a non-profit right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're not going to just give it to you you have to clearly define your mission and then after that you need to tell me the who what when where's and why's mm-hmm. and how's of your business so mm-hmm. you got to put together a whole package right to send the irs and right. send them 850 dollars <laughs> right to right, go with right, it right right so the thing is they have a heart for what they want to do mm-hmm that's not even. They the know question. inside their heart, so none. Of, that ain't never been the question. I've seen some real passionate people who couldn't get off the ground because they don't have the business skills to go with it. That's good. You see yeah. what I'm saying? It's all mission, no business skills. Mm-hmm. But you need the two, or you know, it's dream deferred. Like I and said, if you're nonprofit, not five hundred one c three. You're gonna have trouble getting that funding that you really need because. Them just cash giveaways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't claim it on my taxes. Find you a good drug dealer who, uh, <laughs> who care yeah. about the community. That's all you're going to be. You know Because <laughs> a company going to be like, I we can't that, write this They off? ain't messing with you if they can't write it off. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, mission. We talk about it. Boom. Right? Uh, when you talk about your mission, you can think about your 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 purpose, your, mm-hmm. uh, your why. The reason you exist. Um, why do you wh- not just what are you gonna do, but why you wanna do this? What what's that burning desire? Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that you wanna think through when you're talking about uh or when you're thinking through your mission. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna move to leaders. Uh yeah. All right, so um a leader's job is to change the company to allow it to grow and serve more people, right? And so when we when we talk about the mission and then going into a leader and what a leader does, mm-hmm. mission, vision, purpose, a lot of that stuff is interchangeable. You get technical and break it all up, but it's interchangeable. And I, I remember um, my homie saying, you know, your vision will leak. Your mission will leak mm-hmm. the pur- like a bucket with a hole in it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got to be there to remember, hey, this is why we're here. Regardless to what's going on, mm-hmm. this is why we're here. This is why we're here. And so when it talks about um, growing to serve more people, that's the expansion of it. But if you never get that leadership from the inside, it's never going to get to the expansion of uh, getting your mission done. How many... 
How many companies have you do you know of that got the mission wrote on the wall? That the people that work there actually really, really know the mission of the company. I ain't never been at a job where I actually seen the mission. Facebook might used to have something. I don't know. I don't know. Think about it. Out of them millions of jobs that we just said in episode seven, Mm -hmm. how many how many out of them 32 million businesses mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. how many of them you think, like the people that work there, they actually know the mission of the company? Yeah. I don't think most people Very really know few. the mission. Yeah. I really you don't think You see what I'm saying? So. I ain't yeah. never knew a mission of no jobs. Mm-hmm. Did I? Maybe maybe as a teacher, because they put it on the little website, but nobody mm-hmm. read that. Yeah. 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 And they definitely ain't really sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But what if you did? What if everyone knows the mission? Yeah. And what if it's clearly visible in the company and they clearly see this what we doing here? This is how they have a better chance of actually doing stuff that's going to stick to it. And the step farther from that is if you really live in your raps, your mission will be clear even if it's not on the wall. We still know what we do. Yeah, we know. It's clear when you pull up at Chick-fil-A, we know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Eat, eat more chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's clear what they're trying to do. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, when you talk about leadership, Robert's main thing is you said that a leader's job is to change the company, right? And mm-hmm. allow it to serve more people. So you say how, right? Well, at the bottom of that page, he said... Um, this is what happened when a leader is too much a part of the product. Right. See, the top of the BI triangle is product, right? And if you're self-employed, if you're a small business owner, you, the leader, are part of the product. People mm-hmm. are paying for you. Mm-hmm. So that's going to limit how many people you serve because you are a part of the product. Right. So at the bottom of page 198 on the book, he says... um, when I was in the S quadrant, which means small business or self-employed, he said our products were the business school for entrepreneurs and the business school for investors. The problem with the business was I was too much a part of the product as well as the rest of the BI triangle. Right. If it, if I was going to be a leader, I need to stop and completely redesign the business. Now, this part, this the part right here. Y'all, this the part. Trying to fix a poorly designed business while the business is running mm. is like trying to change a flat tire mm. while the car is still moving. Mm. I said, my mm. lord, today. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Drop one of Clues bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Listen, man. Ooh. ooh. I done tried this before. Yeah. Bro, it's... It's, it's virtually impossible, bro. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do it, bro. Yeah, no, you're not. So the best advice I would give you is to not be a part of the product in the first place. Yeah. See, you could be a part of the team. You could be a part of the leadership. You could be a part of the mission. But you can't be a part of the product. Mm. Because the product is what's selling, mm-hmm. right? So you can't be a part of what's selling because then the sales are limited to you. Because th- just think about it, bro. All right. If... If everything is based off of me mm-hmm. and then I want to grow and I want to even get better at being me, I want to get c- continual education. I want to get training. Mm-hmm. I want to get all of that. Well, if I'm going to do all of that, who is serving the clients? If I'm the one that's supposed to serve the clients. Mm-hmm. So how can I even get better for them if I got to be there all the time and I have no other means of getting my idea to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why um, in the church world, that's what you'll see. That's why uh, there's senior pastors and then there's other pastors because the senior pastor, he's like, man, if I have to preach all the time, then I can't really pastor the people and lead them. Like we tell, we say all the time, you know, for a business to be successful, the leader has to be in the future. They have to spend more time in the future. Big facts. You see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with with a pastor. Like if 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 he got to do the day to day operations all the time, he's not going to be able to forward think and think. Where am I moving this church? And the bigger the you church, the more pastors. It'd be associate mm-hmm. pastor, worship yeah. pastor. Go watch student, Greenleaf. You'll see student pastor, yeah. <laughs> uh, marriage pastor. It'd be the more and yeah, more and more see. that they break it down. So. Um, so building a new bi triangle so now in the book robert goes through um the process of creating the cash flow game Mm -hmm. it took they went through a two-year process like we mentioned in the last episode so we mentioned before the cash flow uh the cash flow game we're gonna play the cash flow game Mm uh one one of these days it probably won't convey well for the podcast audio but we'll probably go live yeah we go live live on youtube and play cash flow Mm -hmm. um but they went through this whole process of creating the cash flow board game. And the cash flow board game was specifically designed um, to uh, get to, to, to show you how to get out of the nine to five rat race. Mm-hmm. That was the whole goal. Um, you got to use, you know, um, budgeting. You have to use personal finance. You have to use investing. You have to do all of these different things. And it's a whole process. Yeah. And it, so it says the game had to be engineered to literally change the way people think about money. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they went through this whole process of creating the game. Mm-hmm. And so Robert talks about him being a creative and hooking up with his technical partners and them running engineers, numbers yep. and mm-hmm. engineers mm-hmm. and testing it and not being sure if it was good enough mm-hmm. and going back and forth on if they one day he'd be turned up like, yes, mm-hmm. this game's everything. The next day he'd be like, man, we ought to scrap the whole thing mm-hmm. and just go to something else. The intellectual property of it, mm-hmm. the whole process, it was like a lot a lot of work that he showcased going into the game the beauty part about that is it helped him get his team right 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 yeah so he talked about you know uh he talked about it helping him build the team Mm -hmm. and he talked about how he was using like we said in the last episode he was using um, all of the things that he had learned mm-hmm. over the years from his past. A little, little bit from this process, a little bit from that. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why he wanted to do the cash flow game is because his seminars and, and his self personally mm-hmm. could only reach a limited amount of people. Yeah, the business school for investors and the business school for entrepreneurs. So this is him going from S to B. So he figured, and we're going to get into this, but this is really dope. He figured, okay. If I want to go from S to B, one of the things I have to do is design something that nobody else, or I need to have a unique uh, a proposition, unique value. So if I design a game and trademark it, nobody else going to be able to do that. And this game can reach so many more people than I can by myself. Mm-hmm. So this was his plan to go from the S to the B, the cash flow game. Um, Let me throw in this uh, free game, right? Um, if you make it, if you start a business that's already in a, in an existing industry and you just get in and compete and make competitive money against other people in that industry, you can do well. Right. If you want to do really well, you create the product. 
not just acquiring a product for cheaper and selling it or and bettering the system that you sell a product that's already in existence if you want to make more money you create the product itself yeah right so if you think about um Think about those people who have that intellectual property that they created. Think about the apples. Think mm-hmm. about uh, the people who, man, that company created that product. Right. Are they way more in revenue than a company that's just selling something that's already created? They're just trying to outcompete someone else in the industry. Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. So anything that you create, you'll have a chance of being more profitable mm-hmm. Because you control the the manufacturing and the creation of it, and you got the legal part on your side if you did it right. Mm-hmm. So you got patents, you got trademarks, you got any. So anything that you create, you have a better chance of making more money than simply come along and, and buying a business that's already existing, existing and running it better, or things like that. Mm-hmm. You have a better chance because it's your full creation. Right, right. That's good. That's good. So. Robert, so they 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 get the game. It's legit. They launch the game, right? Mm-hmm. So they launch the game, and um, they better they better better tested it first with right. uh, with people. They rented out a um, seminar room at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Invited twenty people. Only nine showed up. <laughs> like you know, they went through what businesses go through, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they came up, and they didn't know. They didn't get no good results because the people left before they got the good results. Mm, right, right. The good thing is, the one of the people who they they were able to contact was the accountant, uh, Sharon Sharon Lecture, who ended up being Robert's partner. She played the game, and her daughter played the game. Mm-hmm. Those were the only two out of the nine people that they could track down. Right, simply because though Sharon was a part of the team. Right, but it was her feedback on the game that told them. That they can move forward, right? That, right. that, that kind of turned them up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. Sharon was an accountant, and Rob was like, "I don't know, this game is about money. I'm not no trained accountant." Mm-hmm. He was thinking like, "Man, she might, you know, she might not like it. She might give me a bad review or something." Because she a full trained accountant, mm-hmm. but actually, she was turned up about the game. Yeah, her so and her daughter. It's dope. So, so it just shows that it's dope to get good feedback. Right. You know, when it comes to the product that you have. So, boom, they go through the trenches, all right? Mm-hmm. They get the game done. And so, before he gets into the whole promotion of it and the strategy and everything, he stops and says, um, it's ways to expand the business. They mm-hmm. got the product now. What's the plan to expand mm-hmm. it? And so, he goes through four different ways mm-hmm. that you could possibly do it. The four different ways are, one, you can repli- you can um, replicate the entire BI triangle, mm-hmm. right? So, basically, so basically once um once your work once you work out the bugs of the business you can open more of whatever that business is all right number two is franchising um mcdonald's right mcdonald's is the most famous example of franchising you know it's a bunch of the same ones we talked about that before number three you can take the company public through what they call an ipo um initial public offering um, he says with the funds from places like Wall Street, the company uh, can tap into virtually unlimited, uh, virtually unlimited uh, amount of money. All right. Number four, licensing and joint ventures. This is the way that they design their company mm-hmm. to expand is what number four license and uh, 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 ventures. Right. And so. 
he moves on and talks about this thing called the single tactic multi-strategy plan, which I mm. think is mind-blowing. Tell, tell him about the gun line, boss. Absolutely mind-blowing, right? So it's simple, but it's potent, right? So in very simple terms, he says, the tactic is what you do. A strategy is the plan on how to get the tactic done, mm -hmm. right? He goes on to say, I began to see companies that used a single tactic, multi-strategy type of plan um, when the companies won in their business. He says, for example, Domino's started, Domino's Pizza started with a single tactic to beat their competition. Mm -hmm. The tactic was to promise pizza in 30 minutes or less now if you don't remember that used to be a thing with dominoes they used to say you know we'll get you your your pizza in 30 minutes or less or, or it's free, free right mm -hmm. and that was like revolutionary at the time the entire business was designed around the single promise a single tactic to make a single tactic a reality the company then had uh had multiple had a multiple strategic plan and so then he goes on and talks about Thomas Edison mm -hmm. and McDonald's mm -hmm. and Walmart and Henry mm -hmm. Ford and all the different examples of single the tactic, single tactic multi-strategy multi plan. Mm -hmm. Um, bro, this is genius. Like yeah. we we really need to spend some time on this. So like, if you want to say, "Oh man, I want to take over the Middle East," right? So that'll be your tactic. What you, tactic is what you want to do, right? Or what you do. Well, how you do it? All right, well, I'm going to conquer Pakistan, Iraq, Afghanistan, right? So those are my strategies. And by doing that, I accomplished the tactic of taking over the Middle East, right? Mm -hmm. So first of all, the idea of having an actual tactic. Because mm -hmm. people just be out here freestyling, bro. Yeah, hustle. Oh yeah, I got this, I got this. How you gonna do it? Well, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna try this, I'm trying that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Razzle-dazzle. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, see what yeah. I can come up with. Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing, right? The dominoes is the perfect example. Yeah. Because they they focus. Because they were, okay, we're in a piece of business, right? They they probably knew they couldn't compete with Pizza Hood because Pizza Hood pizza tastes better. Mm -hmm. And that people said Pizza Hood, like... They couldn't keep up with all the toppings and all of that, mm -hmm. all that. So it would be a bad tactic to approach them on quality mm -hmm. of pizza and stuff like that. That would be bad, bro. I can't box with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how else am I going to box with them, boy? What can we do that they can't do? So remember earlier, we always tell you at Literacy King, study your competition, study mm -hmm. who you're going with, mm -hmm. because your tactic can come from that. Mm-hmm what they're doing that's wrong or what they're doing that as a pressure point for them that people say they don't like, right? Mm -hmm. A pain point, like you say. Mm -hmm. That might be your tactic mm -hmm. to get some market share from them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Then take that tactic mm -hmm. and come up with strategies that's going to lead you how to do that tactic. Because think about why you buy what you buy, why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. It's for you. You got something you need, something you want, a problem you need solved. So think about if you have a business, you're serving a customer that's thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. What problems do they have? What do they need help with? And the dope part about it is, you know, the Domino's example, the McDonald's example, um, what, what they did was they got, they took the thing, 
mm-hmm. right? Whether it was pizza, hamburgers, or a car. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, what are we going to do pertaining to this thing so we can win? Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science to make pizza. Anybody can make a hamburger. Car, Henry Ford wasn't the first person to make a car. You right. know what I'm saying? But they said, what can we do that's different from what's happening that people want or need in their life? Yeah, um, before Henry Ford, uh, it took way too long, and it was all handmade. Cars were custom ordered. Yeah. He was like, y'all getting these colors, these cars. Like, I think it it was only, what, black or something Mm -hmm. like that in the beginning? Like, it wasn't (laughs) no bunch of different colors. Like, yeah. So, he revolutionized how it came about. He added um, speed. Mm -hmm. He added variety. He added all that mass production. He mm-hmm. added all of that to it. That's why he became so successful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a good time to talk about tactics and how your competitive advantage can come from the mm-hmm. tactic, right? So Robert, uh, he says that... Um, he had a tactic... Yeah, he has some things that you want to do for your tactic, right? To make you to make you separate. So he their ta- so Robert's tactic with the cash flow game. He said his tactic was play the cash flow game. That's what he that's that's what he wanted all mm-hmm. of the people to do. Play the task ca- the cash flow game. Uh, how he was gonna get them to play the cash flow game? His strategies was one, write a book; two, do an infomercial; and three, teach the invest- investment seminars with the game. He had that on one page, and on the next page of his business plan, he had a simple way of how he was going to accomplish it. Yeah. Um, you probably right here. Huh? No, I was going to just talk about how your competitive advantage, because we talked about dominoes. Dominoes was speed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Robert has, um, it says, you have to be distinctive. It says, by competitive advantage, um, Michael was referring to the aspects or features of the business that gives it an advantage over its competitors, right? The reason why your business customers come to you instead of your competitors. Things about your business that are perceived as unique, better, or distinctive, right? And it says um, better can mean many things, right? Right? Um, things like more efficient, more cost effective, more powerful, more accurate faster more durable more more versatile better looking less expensive to produce and things like that right so when you are designing or when you are picking a tactic because there are multiple tactics you can do a bunch that of you stuff. can jump in there you have to pick the one that's going to help you separate mm-hmm. from, from everybody others. else and not only that you got to pick one that you can actually do mm-hmm Domino's had a process of speeding up Mm -hmm. the production of the pizza Mm -hmm. and they tested it and they said, oh, we chopped 30 seconds off of this. We chopped a minute and a half off of that. And by the time they done, they had it under 30 minutes. They started more than 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. How long does it take? They actually timed themselves, Mm -hmm. right? And they actually said, okay, from boom, the phone ran to the order, boom, time it from there until the pizza's delivered mm-hmm. and it was like 45 minutes something like that mm-hmm. right 
and then they systematically looked at everything they have to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Man, where do I get the bread from? How where do I if I store it closer, can I cut time out on putting it in the oven? Mm-hmm. Bro, they systematically went through it to see can their strategies match that tactic that they think they gonna do. Yeah, yeah. And th- just think about it in your life. Think about it if you wake up. And you ain't got nothing done, nothing ordered, <laughs> laid out, no nothing. How long did it take you to get ready? Versus if you laid all your clothes out, right? your socks, your shoes. First day of school coffee. type stuff. No, First, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my coffee right here. My, you know, lunch is packed right here, girl. This, that, and third. You think through, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 that's not, I'm not naturally like that. My wife is. Mm. My wife will, I'll get up. Go over here, do that, come back, do this, go back over there. But she go, I'm going to cut the water on because I know I need it to heat up. So when I pass by it, then when I come back, I'm going to brush my teeth because then going that way, I'm going to sit down and put this on. And while I'm sitting down in that position, I'm going to put socks on because that's more. Because I'm always like, how are you ready in 10 minutes? We opposite, bro. Like they be like, oh, women be taking, bro, I'm be done because she thinks like that you know what i'm saying it's intentional yeah you know what i'm saying i'll be rapping in the shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll be working on my mix i'll be working on my mixtape that's why i'll be taking so long you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's intentional you know what i mean i'm we we joking but in your business i can't be like that with our business though because mm-hmm. i know i'm naturally right. I, so i know okay i got my list I got the order. I need the time box. How long it's going to take me? How long should it have take, taken me? You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about that in your business. You wake up and you freestyling. Mm. You're going to get freestyle cash flow. Mm. You know sometimes saying? it hits, sometimes, sometimes it don't. It don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we should go back to low risk. Yeah, your low yeah, risk got idea. To. Got right? to. So when you're talking about these strategies and these tactics, I want to say it again. The tactic is what you do. Yeah. The strategy is how you do it, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, Domino's is to beat their competition. Tactic, strategy, 30 minutes or less pizza, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're faster than everyone else. That's their competitive advantage, right? Walmart's single tactic, right? The lowest price for good products. Mm-hmm. is the reason why it beats the competitors, right? Mm-hmm. So Robert says that the first lesson always have a low risk idea or strategy to fall back on please 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 say it one more time the first lesson always have a low risk idea or strategy to fall back on says rich dad taught me that whenever you start a business or invest in something you need to have a low risk idea for example when investing in real estate if the investment paid me something each and every month that's a low risk investment mm-hmm. even if the property did not go up in value i was still receiving some compensation for my investment dollars right 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 right, right so right. um Simply put, a low risk idea is something you know you can do. Got to out. And this is okay. This is why this is so this is so important. When you are first starting a business, if that business is truly worth anything, mm-hmm. if it has true value and it can really be a sustainable business, right? 
there is going to be a significant amount of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. How can I say that so confidently? Because if what you were doing in your business was so tried and true and founded and tested and there were no risk, ain't going to be no money in it. Right. Because any and everybody can do it. Open to competitors. Are doing mm -hmm. it, is doing it, has done it. You ain't going to get no market share. You, you ain't going to get nothing. You ain't going <laughs> to get nothing. <laughs> so if you got any business. I can that, do you one better. The only reason why it would be tried and true is because a lot of people didn't try it. And you late to the and party. And you late to the no party. food left. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got a real business that can make you some real money, there's going to be a level of risk and uncertainty to it. Right? Mm -hmm. So in investing, we would say hedge your bets. Correct. Right? Or in gambling, you can hedge mm -hmm. your bets. Right? Meaning I'm going to put my money on this. But in case that don't work, I'm going to put some of my money on that. The Pastor Jeezy would say, uh, I, I, I move 16 bricks. I take, uh, I move one at a time. I'll take 16 trips. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead, of trying, instead of trying to put yeah, the whole load the on whole one. Load. Yeah, exactly. right. I'm, I'm moving one at a time. I'll take 16 <laughs> trips. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You It's something you have to do. You have to fall back. You know, if all else fail, bro, mm -hmm. I know how to do this. Right. And so... <laughs> So this part is fire. So that's why Robert was saying, that's why Robert was saying, you know, in his, um, with his, in his strategy, he had teach the investment seminars mm -hmm. cause he already know I can make bread off of that. I have made bread off of that. Mm -hmm. I will make bread. So I can do this, which was for previously. That was all he was doing. Listen, listen, listen. Previously, that's all he was doing mm -hmm. was the investment. Seminars. That was his business. That was, that was the business. business. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't enough because it was constraining him. Yeah, he would only get like 300 people at a time. So now he created the cash flow game, used that as a, strat a strategy in the bigger part of the business. He took something from the past mm -hmm. and brought it with him to the present for future growth right mm -hmm. and on top of mitigating or hedging some of the risk he also can be recouping some of the business expenses mm -hmm. because it's something he know he can do to make money correct so many times we get so turned up we have we have an idea and then boom we got a product we got an idea boom we got a product right so just real quick it's something called design thinking right mm -hmm. we learned this in google it's not they don't own it it's a, it's a thing right. it's the first time we heard about it it's just a concept it's a concept mm -hmm. when you're creating something for your people mm -hmm. your people your customers your audience the first step is you understand and listen to them mm -hmm. what's popping what's going on how y'all feeling understand listen to them empathize compassion right based off of all of that that you're getting from them and your purpose of what you're trying to do you go, let's define this. Let's see what's what, what everybody's saying. They, hey, 10 of these people said the same thing, right? Then from there, you go, now, how could, based off of all this stuff I know, how could I help solve their problem? What right. would be a great idea to help solve their problem? From that, you make a prototype. You make a prototype, right? This is an idea. Let me put, let me make a rough draft for this. And then from that prototype, you test it out. Let me go get some feedback. Let me test it with the market. We hate it. Okay, let me go back to that. You know what I'm saying? Scrap that. Right? Man, we, hate, we don't like none of this, but we love this part. Right. Okay, I got a little something to go off of there, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're doing that, that's what your business is going to look like. It's not going to be 
that straight line. So right. that's why I get turned up about this part because it would save so many entrepreneurs if they wouldn't just, I'm turned up, balls to the wall, blow the building, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, baby, you know what I'm saying? Let's get you a low-risk idea. Drive slow, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, let's get you a low-risk idea to slide in that strategy so you can slow walk this thing down. I love this part, bro. Another thing, another reason why you need to get a low risk idea is because that low risk idea might pay for your overhead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that, that right there, you're going to have to make overhead, bro. Mm-hmm. So you need something that you know going to hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, all right. And I'll build on top of that as we go. But what's going to keep the lights on in here, mm-hmm. bro? Mm-hmm. That. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. I love it, man. Okay. All right, so um, so after that, after the low risk, um, talk mm-hmm. about the unique advantage. Yeah, so the he said the first lesson was uh, always have a low risk idea mm-hmm. or strategy to fall back on, right? And then the second lesson, design the business around a unique tactical advantage. Mm-hmm. You talked about that a little bit when you talk about make it better. How you gonna make it better? Um, so let me explain. So we talk about this bi triangle, right? Mm-hmm. To have a, to have a unique um, advantage is to have leverage. Got to have leverage. And here's the the thing about it is what makes the BI triangle so good. You can have leverage in any part of the triangle. Mm, that's good, right? So, for instance, Robert had a unique advantage in product and legal because mm. he created. The, the cash flow game, mm-hmm. the product, mm-hmm. and then he copyrighted it and patented it and trademarked it. Mm-hmm. So he controlled it. So he had that unique advantage in product and legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you don't create a product, if you get something that's already in existence or something that you don't have no patent on, mm-hmm. then you can either alter it, the product, and make it better, or you can have a the systems part that you mm-hmm. do that makes yours better mm-hmm. or you can communicate it better to the customer mm-hmm. externally mm-hmm. and internally into your business you can still get leverage and you can still have a competitive advantage whether you design the product or not because you understand the bi triangle and all you have to do is look what aspect of this triangle can i get leverage over everyone else bro um shout out to my barber you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my barber. Great barber. I drive about 30, 35 minutes to go to go get my haircut. For a haircut in Houston, I'm passing a lot of barbers up. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I stay in the city. You right? I'm passing a lot of barbers up. My barber does not do anything haircut-wise, product-wise. He does not do anything that another barber is not capable of. Right. He cold, but it's other cold barbers, right? But his customer service, his communication, and his booking system is fire. Mm-hmm. He has an app set up. He sends you links. It's reminders to your appointment. His customer service. He always. It's always like. He's grateful for the opportunity. You know the vibe in the barbershop. The whole. So he sets himself apart. Everybody is. I've been to a lot of barbers. 
everybody ain't gonna do. I literally would call this one barber I had. He act like it was a. Uh, I was a burden. Uh, yeah, man. man, uh, man. I got you two. Can't come tomorrow. Man, I got two more. But I mean, if you just really need, yeah. man, I'm trying to get you some money, bro. You know what I'm saying? Simple thing like a haircut, right? You know, it's a skill that can be learned, but everybody can't learn the communication, the customer service, mm-hmm. the you know what I mean. Even when he got, cause he got a big shop, so he even has certain barbers that's just for walk-ins, and it's a way that all of his guys are trained to. Hand, you know, you go to a regular barber shop sometimes, especially in the hood, somebody walk in, they look at you like you trying to rob the spot or something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like <laughs> you a stranger, but they greet them and how you doing? And they big on the customer service part, mm-hmm. you know, and to set them apart. Chick Fil A of barbers. Hey, they really are, man. Yeah, shout out to our pros, uh, barbershop. Hey, like man. Corey, like Corey example, bro. Everybody not gonna be creative enough to come up with a new product that they design on their own, which means the beautiful thing is there's other parts of the bi mm-hmm. triangle that you can attack mm-hmm. that'll separate you from everybody else, bro. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, it's a wonderful thing. You need to learn that bi triangle, bro. Got to, yeah, you got to, got to, got to, got to. Um, man, I think the last thing that I got is um cooperative money. Mm. Yeah, uh, Robert say the company grew because we were cooperative, working for cooperative money. Every dollar that came in from our license, our licensed strategic partners was a cooperative dollar. By co- by cooperating instead of competing, our strategic partners get richer, get richer, and so do we. Message: If I may be so, if I uh may, may say, say so myself, myself. <laughs> i believe this little company was pretty well designed it was designed to grow um i would just go back and uh reiterate the eight things that we started with the eight jobs right um number one clearly define the mission mm-hmm. goals and vision of the company Number two, find the best people and forge them into a team, which is going to be hard. Yep. (laughs) Number three, strengthen the company on the inside, which means your processes, uh, all the things that go into you running your business. Strengthen the company on the inside. Number four, expand the company on the outside. How do you communicate to your customers, right? Expand that. Constantly grow that. Number five is going to come by doing the other things. That's improve the bottom line. If you do the other things, it's naturally going to improve your bottom line. Number six, invest in research and development. Man, let me start right there because when we have small mm. businesses, mm. And we're so we're so in the presence of our business, right? We're running it because we're self-employed. We're not no real business owners per se. That, that We have to be there. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a lot of time to do R&D mm-hmm. because we got to make sure that we in a prison and stuff is running and we ain't going to fold. Right, right, right. So a lot of times we miss out on innovation and mm-hmm. we get there late to the party mm-hmm. because we soap in, in the prison of our business. And j- just really quick, that's why when it comes to what you're doing, all of this stuff, is it makes so much sense because... You can't just go, I got this idea. I'm finna turn up on IG. I'm finna turn up on Facebook. I'm finna turn up on that. That's not a strategy. It's not a plan. And what's gonna happen is 
IG gonna change their algorithm on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Facebook gonna change, Twitter, they gonna change the algorithm. So you gonna always be constantly chasing. Mm -hmm. So if social media is a part of your strategy, then you know that you wanna get get it popping how you can, but then from there, you wanna be able to hire a company that specializes in social media because you're paying them to be current on the trends, mm -hmm. right? They're doing the R&D for the mm -hmm. algorithms and stuff like that, and you can pay them for that. It's just an example that research and development, you can pay it or you can pay somebody who's doing it mm -hmm. to make sure that you stand ahead of the game. I just wanted to drop that real quick. Number seven is invest in tangible assets. And number eight is to be a good corporate citizen. So when you are successful and you start expanding, you're going to start meeting new people. You're going to start being invited to this, invited to that, uh, chamber of commerce, things like that. Uh, people in the neighborhood are going to come around, patronize your business. See, they're going to talk to you about different stuff in the community. So that being a good corporate citizen, like, um, first of all, operating with integrity, mm. right? And then, uh, what are you doing to have a community impact mm. as a corporate member of the community? That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just kind of like what that means. I love it, man. Well, appreciate y'all for checking us out. Another episode of the Literacy Kings. Make sure that you locked in, you subscribe, you getting the content before it's released to everybody else. And go ahead, get on that subscription. Get that free trial. Get the free trial. You don't like it, you can cancel it. You ain't gonna cancel it though. And we're gonna be working on some ghost seasons. You know what I'm mm -hmm. talking Let about? Let me tell you why you ain't gonna cancel it. Because we're gonna do the 50 cent effect. <laughs> To where you ain't you can't cancel stars because after I drop this, another one, another one starts the day that this one another ends, one. and then another one starts the day after yeah, that one. Yeah, ends. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we talk about ghost seasons, we're gonna we're gonna drop seasons in the subscription of Literacy Kings that people that are in the regular version doesn't have access to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be more of uh, of your um, more content that you're gonna be like. Mm -hmm. Holy guacamole, them yeah. boys <laughs> turn it up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we yeah. have a lot. We have no shortage mm -mm. of literacy to break down to you. Mm -mm. It ain't no shortage. At you all. know what I'm saying? And we gonna do that for y'all. Yeah. We we rappers. We not R and B singers. Yeah. I keep telling people all the time. We get in that booth and we go hard. Yeah, we rapping. Yeah. We come we uh, we come from uh the land of the DJ screw. You put yeah. one on and let us go. Pull one up, screw, I'm ready. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like Yeah, we not R and B singers, man. <laughs> Say, man, appreciate y'all checking us for checking us out for another episode. Until the next time, we are the Literacy Kings. Love. Reading, Reading is fundamental. fundamental. fundamental.